0: Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Daydream and Listen. My name is Krista, hope you guys are all doing amazing and that you're having a lovely day. Today's episode topic is going to be about what I'm calling Instagram perfectionism. So if you've been on Instagram for a while, you probably know and understand how much Instagram and this whole idea for need- needing like a flawless feed or have all these curated pictures, or a perfect IG story, all those things have become a part of the way many of us live our lives, whether you're willing to admit it or not. Um, Instagram has definitely become a part of my life in many ways, and I've been realizing it more and more each day, so I figured it'd be something interesting to kind of breakdown and something to talk about because I feel like it's very relevant to all the things that have been happening in our lives over the past couple of years. Um, So before you roll your eyes, because I'm sure you might be thinking like Instagram is so over talked about, everybody has their opinions on social media and things like that, um, I just thought this would be something cool to explore and break down. Um, this whole idea of feeling forced to be perfect on social media and this is me saying this like I'm no influencer, I don't have uh, an audience that I have to try to entertain and like keep their attention so I could only imagine what it's like for someone with a big platform but I'm just going to be speaking on things that I've experienced and the ways that my life has been affected from social media and i think there's so many components and aspects to talk about with social media and how it's a way how it's affected the way people around my age in particular live their lives so hopefully by me talking about these certain things it will be somewhat beneficial and perhaps um what i'm going to say are things that maybe you've been thinking and feeling Um, So maybe you can relate to some of the things I'm going to talk about today. But yeah, so that is today's topic and before we get into it, let's discuss the highs and the lows in my life this past week. So again, starting off with the highs, I feel like I'm still on this good creative streak where I have a lot of ideas about things for work or stuff for the podcast or um just any other like art related thing that I do in my free time I feel like I've been really passionate about a lot of the stuff I've been working on so that's been a great highlight to my week just being really excited about um new things that I'm creating and trying to do so I will tease that I am trying to get some gifts for this podcast's Instagram set up so that um you know, whenever you go on Instagram, you can use the GIF sticker thing that they have and hopefully you can find this podcast's gifts. I've been trying to make those so fingers crossed that all works out. Um, and then my next highs, they're kind of small but it was just something positive that happened this past week is that I did a major clean out of my closet and all of my clothes um, just getting ready for the fall season. I usually like to do it the end or middle-ish of every season just to kind of like get rid of things that I'm not using um, and sort of figure out like are there any new things I need to get or something I want to get to refresh my wardrobe. So yeah I did that and it always feels so good after you're done like cleaning out your closet or your desk or just you know a random junk drawer like it always feels so good after you're done doing that. And then I also went on kind of like a nature walk slash mini hike outdoor adventure with my dad this past weekend and that was really fun. I mean, it was very hot and muggy out, but we still had a great time and we lived nearby this place that has um, a waterfall and you can kind of, it's not like a hiking trail, but you can kind of just like climb these rocks and explore that area. So we did that and it was so fun. It's such a beautiful area and then we just went to an outdoor park where there weren't any people and we just walked around. So that was fun. And then now for my low of this past week. So I couldn't really think of much other than I've been having a lot of technology issues or just more than I usually do. I've been having some technology issues with my phone and um, some things with my computer. Actually, the software that I use to record this podcast had been acting up the past couple of weeks and I've been trying to like troubleshoot it and figure out what the problem was and how to go about fixing it, but I think hopefully I fixed it and I figured it out, but you know, that stuff is never fun and it always ends up happening or you know, your technology ends up failing you whenever it seems like you need it the most. Like, whenever I'm working on something for work or a project, that's when my phone or my laptop decides to goof up. So, yeah. Um, but, you know, with those things said, it was a great week um, and hopef- hoping that this next week is even better as we head into what'll be, I th- yeah, the last week of um, July, which is so crazy this summer. You know, I wouldn't say it's been flying by. I feel like it's felt pretty steady. I don't know, maybe it's just because I've been home so long that it feels like I've been on some sort of vacation for such a long time. But yeah, sorry, tangent. Um, Let's get into today's episode topic. Like I said, it's Instagram perfectionism. So I started... To figure out like, okay, how do I want to approach this topic? And I thought maybe I would just share my own experience with Instagram and then sort of dive into things that I've seen on Instagram and how they've affected my life. So um, I think I got my Instagram account and like other social medias when I was 13 years old. We have this rule in my house or we did whenever my sisters and I were Growing up, that you had to be 13 to get a Facebook. That's when like Facebook was really big and everyone was using it. Um, I mean, like nowadays, it's known as just like older people use it or like people just go in there to complain. Um, but at the time, everyone was using Facebook and it was like the thing to have it. And Instagram was starting to get popular. So when I was 13, I got. Facebook, Instagram. Um, I don't think Snapchat was around yet and I didn't get Twitter then. But yeah, so I used Instagram quite a bit, I would say towards like the end of middle school, beginning of high school, and it wasn't at all what it is like today. Like there really weren't influencers. There were people that you followed that posted cool things, but you mostly just like followed your friends or, you know, people that you knew and they were like acquaintances you just followed them and that was like at the time when pretty much everyone well mostly girls all your posting were like selfies there wasn't really like the type of content that you see on instagram today where there's like a lot more effort that goes into it and a lot more thought that goes into it it was just like here's a picture of my face me making Duck lips, like that was it. Um, and I never really had a problem with Instagram. I mean, there were definitely times when I would say it was a distraction from like schoolwork or just like more important things that I needed to be focusing on. Um, but I would never say it, like ever had any effect on me. Um, until I want to say, yeah, I was like a sophomore in high school, so 10th grade, and I I, I don't know what it was, but I had this realization that I was like, Instagram, just what it is now, it just doesn't matter. Um, like, the type of Instagram I have and, like, the things that I post on there, it just, like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't make me feel any better about myself of anything. Like, I'm just comparing myself to other people. And So I decided to delete my Instagram account. And at that time I ended up having a Twitter and I deleted that too because it was just a place where a lot of people from my school were just complaining about like homework or that's when like subtweeting, I'm not sure if that's still a thing. Like I have a Twitter now and I don't know if like people still do that, but subtweeting back then was such a big thing. And I hated Twitter because of it. Like, I always felt like, oh, are these people talking about me or my friends or like someone I know? Um, And so I just deleted that. And I ended up deleting Instagram too. And then there was one day when I was talking with my dad about how I'm like really starting to get into art and I wanted to do something more with it um, than just like keep things in my sketchbook or just like have different paintings just like lying around my room I wanted to do something where I could get my artwork out there and maybe start to like form some connections and get inspired by other artists and so he was like oh I think you should either do like create a website for your art or you should make an art Instagram like just solely put up your art on there and maybe like tag some different people and like try to make connections on there And the more I thought about it, I was like, yeah, that's a really good idea. So I created another Instagram, which is actually the one that I have today. And I began to just post art on it. Like there were no pictures of me. You know, there weren't Instagram stories back then. um, So I would just only post art on there. And I followed a few people that I knew, but it was mostly just like me following artists or different designers or you know, um, pages that posted things that like inspired me. So I did that and then up until I started to get accepted to schools, like get accepted to colleges, um, was everything just like really stayed consistent. It was like straight up art. I would rarely post a picture of myself unless it was like a special occasion. Um, But then once I started getting accepted to colleges, I got put into these different Like Facebook groups and these class of 2021 Instagram accounts started following me from these schools that I was accepted to. And I was looking on those pages and everyone was like, you know, you go on there to say like, hi, my name is Krista and these are my interests. I'm looking for this many roommates, whatever, things like that. Um... And I was noticing like people were adding pictures of themselves and they were like really nice pictures and they also had their like Instagram handles there for them, like people to check them out. And whenever I was like looking through these people's Instagrams, not in like a stalker's way, but I was just like looking through them, everyone had nice pictures of themselves. Like their Instagrams were just straight up nice photos. It wasn't really like selfies and just like what the old instagram seemed like to me it was something very new and i was like whoa that's interesting like maybe i should be posting more fashion photos of myself like more outfit photos that are nicer and so over that summer like i started to post a little bit more of myself but it was still mostly art and then once i got to school once i got to fit instagram was just like a whole new thing um it was it just became very apparent that like this matters and at that time it was like really starting to take off where hey instagram is a business now like you can make a living off of this you can form this into your career um and like everybody has their own brand basically like that became very apparent and so you know there were people who were like oh do you want to hang out we're going to shoot And i'm like what and they were just hanging out to shoot instagram pictures of each other like if someone had a nice iphone camera or a nice um dsl camera they had days where they would just go out and shoot in random parts of new york and it it was just like i was like holy cow like this is something completely new something i never really considered And so I definitely feel like my freshman year I started to take Instagram more seriously and you know obviously like it's not a career of mine like now I just see it as something fun but back then I think because there was this immediate pressure and it was like oh you didn't know that like Instagram's a real thing like it's something you need to like take seriously and think about and care about I just... I don't know. It was like something new that I was like, oh, okay, I guess I'm just gonna like jump into this. And I'm not gonna lie, like, yes, it's really fun. Like, I love um, taking pictures with my friends or of my friends and going around New York City and like doing fun things and taking photos. But the more I realized that it was just very, I don't want to say like superficial, but it was kind of base. Like, there was... Unless it was your job and you were promoting products or you were an actual influencer. It, it was just like, okay, we really don't have to take it that seriously. Like, I remember hanging out with this one group of girls and we were just walking around like the West Village and this girl says, she was like, oh, if any of you guys see anything yellow let me know. I feel like my feed needs something yellow really badly, so I want to try to find something really chic yellow that goes with my feed and, like, my overall aesthetic. And afterwards, I was like, what the heck? Like, not trying to, like, discount this girl like it's cool that she's into instagram and like photography and whatnot but like she did not have that big of a following like it definitely was not her career but you could tell like there was just this pressure to have her feed look a certain way and like be appealing like i i'm not trying to speak for her or like assume things but i genuinely don't think that she was caring about it for like artistic purposes it was the sole factor of like hey this is gonna look good and people are going to think better of me and give me like praise and approval because my feed has this like consistent color scheme going on with it but yeah so that's kind of what I've experienced and nowadays I just I mean to be honest like I have not posted on my feed in so long and it's just because like what is there to post like i i post things on my story that are happening in my life but to me it's like okay like i i don't know i personally just don't feel like i have anything grand to share for an instagram feed post like i don't know it's just like weird times and i mean eventually i'll get back into posting how i normally would but right now i'm just like I don't really care. I don't really think anyone else cares. Like, it's great to scroll through and see what other people that I'm following are doing. I love it, but for me, I'm just like, eh, like, I don't really think other people care. I put stuff on my story. I stay pretty active with that, but at this time, I'm like, eh, I, I don't care about the feed. Eventually, I will, though. Um. So, yeah, that's that. Um, just wanted to, like, give a bit of a background onto my experience with Instagram and I do feel like the fashion industry or like people who are interested in fashion that's definitely um a whole nother side of discussion for Instagram um like young people I mean who are like really trying to like break through and can leverage Instagram as a way to kind of get into the industry i do think that's really fascinating and i'm sure that would be another great discussion to have but um i just want to talk about things that i've seen on instagram over the past few years that you know i feel like i have a love-hate relationship with it with instagram like i think it's a great app and there's so much creativity expressed and that can be conjured up from the app which is amazing um But there have been so many times where I feel like I've had to log off and go on these like social media fasts because I feel like I need to take time and have a break from it all. Because sometimes it can just be like a little too overwhelming. You know, I feel like my head is can get clouded up with people putting on like this show and this facade, and it can create a pressure for yourself that like oh you know they're doing all of these things like FOMO for example or they look like this and they have these types of clothes and oh they're going on vacation here they have this money and you know when in reality you're not seeing the full story you're not getting the full sense of um what's going on in this person's life and I mean like let's be real everyone post their best thing most people post their best photos on instagram like you're not going to post the photo that you think doesn't show you best like if you're taking an outfit outfit photo you know if your hair is blowing in your face you're probably not going to choose that picture you know unless you're trying to go for some effect but we all seem to just curate our feed or our story to what looks best like for example if i'm going out to eat with my friends and you know the food comes out to the table we all know what happens phone eats first everyone goes to take a picture of their food and you have to get the angle right you have to make sure that your phone doesn't have a shadow over the food and whatnot like you go to great lengths to getting this nice food picture All for what? So someone looks at it for 30 seconds, but like you're not going to post something like a blurry picture of your food or a picture of you that's like doesn't look great. We all put on this facade that like, okay, this was the best one. Everything in my life looks like this. Everything is at its best in my life. Um, But something I also thought of was, like, when you think about it, how fast do you scroll through your Instagram feed? And after you're done on the app, do you really take time out of the rest of your day to analyze and think about the photos that you scrolled past? Probably not. Like, when you're scrolling past a photo, like, I don't know, you, it probably takes, couple of seconds you're like cool I like that double tap or whatever like and then that's it like you're not zooming in and speculating the photo I mean for most photos like some of you I can't speak for all of you might be crazy stalker people but anyways um for me like I have posts and certain products that I save on Instagram that bring me some level of joy and happiness or they fascinate me or it's like maybe something I want to buy or you know those are things that I care about um and I have a few people that I follow and I really like their content like I everything they post like it's genuinely like something I'm interested in and excites me when I see it but you know there's just like other things on there that I'm like oh cool like you posted a picture of you um, at the beach or you're on vacation or, you know, you got to meet someone famous, like, cool, that's great, but I'm not going to dwell on that for the rest of my day, you know what I mean? And that's the part that can get dangerous with Instagram is that, um, you know, you should just post things or like things because you like them. It shouldn't be something that you fixate over and and you worry about, and you compare yourself over, Instagram should just be fun. It should be just like a way to save photos and archive photos that you like, memories that you have. It shouldn't be this game where we constantly have to secretly compete with these people. Um, But yeah, so that's that. Um, And I feel like if you are an influencer, like i don't think i'll ever know what that's like but you know we never know um but if instagram is your full job then i feel like there seems to be this unspoken pressure to always be on all the time to always be posting because you don't want to feel like you're forgotten or you become irrelevant um so you always have to like keep going keep up with trends keep up with things that are relevant Um, which when you think about it, it's really not sustainable for a person or the content that they're producing because eventually you will run out of ideas or you will hit some sort of creative block and, you know, this is just from what I've seen on Instagram, but some influencers, when they hit those creative blocks or, you know, they just are trying so hard to like stay relevant and keep up with things... They end up copying people with, you know, maybe it's like um, a post that they're doing or a product that they're selling um without giving any credit for certain projects. or they end up doing something that disappoints or offends their following, which can be really detrimental to your career. And, you know, obviously that's not the point of why you're doing Instagram, but, when you think about it like maybe you're going too hard maybe you're going at it too much and you need to step back and be like okay i'm getting way too caught up with caught up in this this is getting way too overwhelming i need to be more authentic and real and not be this machine that can just crank out content all the time like i'm an actual person with actual feelings and emotions and a livelihood and I need to realize that like, I can't keep putting out stuff because eventually like something bad could happen. So some examples that I've seen, and like obviously I don't know these people, I don't know what's gone through their minds, but it seems like there's some sort of pattern in the um, events and the slip-ups that they've made, um, you know, as to why they've happened. So these are like examples within the fashion side of instagram so if you don't know these people you could definitely look them up um but if you do pay attention to like the more fashion side fashion lifestyle side of instagram you may know what i'm going to reference so first one is ariel Charnes, if you know her um she started out with a blog way back in the day she's one of the like i guess you could say like pioneers of the whole fashion blogger turned instagram influencer people um she started out with a blog called something navy then turned that into instagram and became an influencer with that and then you know later she developed that into her own brand and i believe it's like a clothing and now she's branched off into like more lifestyle-y things too but um yeah it's like a fashion brand that she's done and she has gotten called out for numerous things because um, like stuff for her brand, she has copied like carbon copied designs from other designers without giving them credit or putting her own spin on them. Um, she has done different things with um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, one of the things that she did recently was with like the whole coronavirus stuff. I'm not going to get into that, but, um, you know, there's definitely been a lot of quote scandals, things that's gotten her, um, canceled by some people. I mean, she still has a massive following, so you can't say she's gotten completely canceled or she's now irrelevant, but there's, there have been some things, um, that have been questionable in her choices. Um, and I truly don't think that she's meant to offend anyone, hurt anyone. Um, she seems like a nice person, but it's just like with her. And also, I was going to get into Danielle Bernstein, which if you know her, her Instagram is We Wore What. She's pretty much the same as like um, as Ariel with something navy. Like started out with. Um, doing like more blogger type things, turn that into Instagram influencing, has her own brands now, multiple different brands actually, um, and she's gotten pretty big. But with her recently, she um, was accused, and she's been accused multiple times of stealing other people's designs for her brand without giving them credit. She, did, she was accused of the same thing again with um, selling face masks that were very, like there was no denying that they were the exact same design as a small business and so people were getting mad at her because she has this massive platform and by her selling these masks it's taking away from a smaller business a smaller creator not giving them any credit and you know to me Hindsight is twenty I'm sure these people look back on their decisions and they're like, well, I could have done this to avoid this problem. There's so many different things that like they could have done to avoid these issues, to manage them better. Um, and I'm not going to like sit here and speculate all of their career moves and decisions, but because they've been caught up in these, I don't want to call them scandals because they're really not that big, but like these little hiccups. Um, It just made me wonder... It, is it because maybe they're going like a little too hard? Maybe there's this unspoken pressure of like, you, well, like face masks are a huge thing and like you have your own clothing brand. Like you should be making face masks that match the aesthetic and the feel of your brand. Well, like, gee, what ideas can we use? And um okay, like what mis- materials can we source? And all right, we need to get this thing out ASAP. So, um oh, there's this design I saw, I thought it was really cool. We could just do the same. Like, I'm not saying that's what happened with Danielle but I just wonder if things like that have happened before um with whether it's like the content that they're putting out or the products that they're going to sell um if certain corners are being cut because it's like there's this pressure that we need to keep up and we need to post all the time and always be on and staying relevant um like those two girls Uh, in particular, Ariel is a mom. Um, Danielle, she's not, but I mean, she still has so much going on in her life. And they, when you go on their Instagrams, especially their stories, there are so many of them a day. And I'm like, don't you guys just want a break? Like, I get it. You probably love it and you can get caught up in the glamour and how fun it is at times. But to me, I'm like, you it's i don't know i would want to go more at a steady pace to avoid being burnt out or slipping up and having hiccups where i do something that is actually insensitive and offends people or you know cutting corners with the product i'm releasing um it just it makes you wonder i mean i may never know what it's like to be in their shoes But just from an outsider's perspective, these are things that I've observed and I've just, they've made me scratch my head about like what type of culture has Instagram created where we just have this persona where everything's great, everything's fine, our life is amazing, we look perfect, um, you know, I look, I hate to say this, I look flawless and all that stuff like that. Um, You know, that to me, is what Instagram has sort of created, and I feel like, you know, people are being more aware of it, and uh, a lot of people are doing great things and posting more, like, authentic content, but you just wonder about, like, these bigger names, Um, and I do want to mention, so, um, an account that I follow, and, you know, sometimes they, like, make questionable decisions, but, um, for the most part, I feel like they do a pretty decent job with reporting on these types of like influencer-y type things. Um, Is the Instagram account Diet Prada. I'll link them down below in case you uh, haven't heard of them and you want to check them out, but um, yeah, they post like more in depth onto these types of stories and like analyzing these types of things with influencers and also with fashion brands. Okay, and Going into that, I sort of want to touch on something that's been going on a lot lately with um, influencers all around, Um, even like celebrities too, like traditional celebrities, is this whole performative activism thing. Um, I feel like I've been seeing it a lot nowadays with it, you know, following the murder of George Floyd and the real rise up. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's been a rise up of the Black Lives Matter movement, but I think we can all agree that since June, it's really, you know, been taken to a whole new level and we've seen a lot of people speak up about it. Um, so, I feel like there's been a ton of influencers and I don't think that they knew necessarily how to react to this situation. I mean, like, black people have been getting killed and abused and given unequal treatment for so long. It's not like this new concept, but there was something different about the events that occurred the beginning of this summer that really sparked change in people and people felt the need to speak out about it more and some people have been doing a great job at amplifying the right voices and highlighting the right voices and organizations Um, but some other people it just you know it comes off as performative um and you know some said some people said things and did things that were out of touch and frankly offensive in result of the need to oh we got to speak out we got to talk about this um but like let's not we don't have time to like do our research and um you know reflect on what's been happening and educate ourselves and actually look into these organizations and these people who are kind of leading the movement we don't have time for that so like let's just let's just kind of say what everyone else is saying but like put our own spin on it um And it seemed like so many of these people, and I'm really just referring to non-white people, or I'm sorry, not non-white people, non-people of color, we're so quick to put up that black square on instagram or a cute graphic that said black lives matter to avoid getting canceled because like everyone else was doing it so like i can't look like the bad person and not say something and not post something like even if i don't know much about it or like you know this might come off as performative like we got to do it um and but and just by doing that, they ended up missing the greater purpose of what the movement is. And it's like that scene from Get Out, if you've seen that movie, um, where the dad says something to Daniel Kalua's character, Chris, that he would have like voted for Obama for another term if he could have, something like that. And I saw someone say like, I would have posted another black square if I could have, or something like that. Like it, it gives off the same vibe of just like, you know, just doing it to look good rather than like actually having genuine feelings on a movement that's great and using the platform that you have to amplify the right voices and the meaning of the movement. Um, but yeah, I'm, but what I'm trying to say is that when you get to the root of why some of these influencers post and these, about these social issues and topics, I mean, I hate to say it, but it is just to avoid getting canceled. You know, cancel culture is like such a rampant thing and I think it's a thing that a lot of people worry about is like, oh, like, uh, you know, I have to be correct, like politically correct all the time. I have to say all the right things and like, you know, just be aware of so much stuff rather than like actually realizing like oh this is something i truly care about like let me do things to educate myself and become more aware about it um for the sake of me caring rather than like for the sake of me not wanting to get canceled and i mean i hope that by now those specific people have done more than just post the black square. They've donated, hopefully donated to helpful organizations, signed petitions, done things to, like I said, educate themselves or utilize different resources to learn about systemic racism and police brutality and so many other things. You know, I know um, a major thing that's been going around is stuff with sex trafficking. Like, to be educating yourself on that and other major issues that are going on rather than like, oh, hey, like maybe we should talk about this because everyone else is talking about it and we want to seem like we're doing what's right. Um, but, you know, I, I did just want to talk about that because it's something I see quite often and frankly, it, it, makes, me, it makes me sick. I, I hate getting that feeling like that this is coming... Their things are coming across as disingenuine, um, because I'm like everyone should know about this. We all have growth to do. I'm not saying that you have to be perfect, but actually care about this because you know things like this and so many other issues going on affect people, everyday people, and you should have that empathy to want to learn about these things and genuinely make a difference. Um, and yeah, so I mean, I don't want to go on more and more about it. I'm sure you've seen posts. I'm not going to highlight specific things because it's, it's been out there. It's had its time in the spotlight, and I don't feel like, you know, giving it any more time, but yeah, so that's that. Performative activism, like, come on guys, let's, please, let's do better. Um, another thing I wanted to touch on that I see a lot on Instagram, um, it's mostly with people who are a little bit older than me, with children, is that they fall into this trap of exploiting their kids on Instagram just for the sake of putting out cute content. Um, and, you know, I, believe me, I love following and seeing moms and dads post cute things of their kids just on a whim or you know if their kid has a cute outfit on or if they're doing something silly with their siblings. I love that kind of stuff like that makes me happy but there are those people who their parents and they you can definitely feel it feels so obvious that they are just forcing their kids to do things that come across as cute in order to get likes and comments and people to follow them um just for that immediate or instant gratification i've heard so many people say like that's really what ig stands for is instant gratification um and it's a shame because it's like those are your kids um if anything like you should be more concerned about their privacy um and you know i I know things are very different nowadays um, with technology, but when I was growing up, my parents, like, yeah, they filmed us. We had one of those big old camcorders and they would film my sisters and I on, like, these little tapes, but it was only when, like, there were special occasions or we were doing something fun as a family for the sake of creating memories, not for, like, oh, hey, let me, like, take these videos of my kids being cute so that I can show them to all my friends and they can think I'm an awesome parent who's fun and like my kids are so cute. That was not the sake of it and I feel like nowadays with Instagram, um, there's a lot of parents out there who have that pressure to post cute content of their kids or make it seem like they're this amazing parent and that is also just not sustainable for you or your kids either Um, for me, I mean, obviously I'm not a parent, but if it comes to that point when I'm a parent, Instagram is a thing, I think something that I would consider doing is like, yeah, Instagram is great for capturing memories and sharing great moments that you have with your friends, your family, your loved ones. Um but for me, I think what I would do is create a separate Instagram and it would be private. And I would only allow certain close family members and friends to follow it, and I would just post cute things that the kids were doing. Um, To me, that's how I would go about doing it rather than just like, hey, the whole world can see this, and you can screen record videos of my kids, and you know, I don't want to get into it, but like, that's that can be a dangerous path that you go down if you are one of those people who like you post so much of your kids all the time um and especially if you're an influencer that you have a massive platform you know that can get really dangerous more people are um accessible to your page and accessible to what you and your family are doing and what your life is like so it's just like something to also consider too um But, like, another thing that I just thought of that I think is kind of weird, even weirder, is I've seen a few people do this. Like, I know there's the whole, uh, people who have, like, Instagrams for their dogs that, I mean, I think that's harmless. Unless you're getting, like, a little too obsessed with it, then, like, okay, maybe chill out. But, to me, that's kind of harmless where it gets weird is when some people make instagrams for their kids like what i don't know if you guys have ever seen that but i've seen a few people do it um and they it's so bizarre they give their kids like voices as if they were writing out the caption like uh i'm not even gonna like try to mimic one of them or like no they're just bizarre so like please also don't do that because that's just that's not okay. Like, think about it. Whenever your kid gets older and they see like, oh, I've had an Instagram since I was, um, born. Actually, some people do it before their kids are born. Like, while they're in the womb, they start the Instagram account. Um, so, yeah, to be like, oh, I've had an Instagram account since I was, a fetus and um, people have been seeing my life and you've been taking pictures of me and my privacy has just been completely thrown out the window since the beginning of it, of it all. Like, no, that's just, that's not okay. Um, but yeah, so I feel like a lot more people in my generation post and enjoy content that is just so much more authentic and really conveys who they are as a person and what it is that they like um i talked about that earlier and i feel like we are sort of moving in a better direction where we're straying away from this whole like let's be perfect all the time and put on this facade i feel like younger people are realizing that that is detrimental to your mental health and just not sustainable for you as a person or like i said your content um And so people are being like more authentic with what it is that they're posting, what it is that they're going through in their lives, and I commend them. And that's something that I think everyone should strive to do because, you know, it's we've gotten to the point where it's like, okay, we can all kind of see through when someone is putting on this show, but I think it just it's so much better and healthier to be like, um here's this picture of me you know it's me goofing off but like this is who i am people like i'm not going to stand here and pose and pretend like you know everything is all right like this is just who i am i like this picture maybe it doesn't go with my feed god forbid but like you know this is the kind of content and things that i like and i want to post about and one person that i think honestly does a good job of it i know people like give her flack but um i commend her for it is emma chamberlain like i know she's super famous she has a big platform but the types of posts that she puts up are very reflective of her personality if you've got if you guys have ever watched any of her youtube videos or you know who she is um her i feel like her instagram posts reflect that you know she'll have um pictures of her where it's like she's making goofy faces or like quote, ugly faces, like, you know, she's still pretty, but, like, you know, it's maybe, like, not a super flattering picture, but it's just, like, meant to be funny, or she's flipping off a camera, um, or just, like, doing whatever. She does that along with those pretty glamour, nice outfit, makeup photos, like, she does both, but she keeps it authentic and real, um, and I feel like, people who know who she is see that in all of the content that she posts and to me that's commendable um and i just hope that more influencers and people do things like that where it's less about um looking so polished and perfected and like okay like this is actually who i am i'm not gonna lie to you guys like this is this is the type of person that i am um and i'm like describing Emma Chamberlain like we're friends like I don't know her but it's just like something I've observed um so yeah I know I just talked a bunch of gave a bunch of examples about people being lousy on the internet and I don't mean to like sound like a Debbie Downer ruining your day um my hope is that like this was insightful for you and that maybe you're going to rethink certain people that you follow on Instagram or certain things that you do on Instagram too um and I just hope that in the future people utilize their platforms and create things for with better intentions and that people strive to just be more real and authentic with you know when it comes down to the content that you're creating or the things that you're putting up um the things that you're speaking out on And, um, you know, I guess, I guess we can just let those other people be examples to us, like, okay, this is not what not to do, um, and learn from other people's mistakes. I don't mean for that to sound twisted at all, but just using other people's mistakes or hiccups as examples for, like, okay, this is not what I want to turn into with, creating content. Like maybe you're thinking of starting your own YouTube channel or a podcast or um a blog or you know a specific Instagram for something. Just keep that in mind that as you go on and I wish you all the success. I hope that you become super big and you have a massive following and you're successful. Um but just like something to keep in mind whether you're a big creator or a small creator is to just keep things more authentic and post things that like hey this is what I like there's no pressure to be perfect and to please other people I'm doing this for myself and yeah that's that so I think I'm going to wrap it up with that um trying to end it on a somewhat positive note but this is just something that I've thought about for quite a while um and who knows what the future of social media is going to be like. I feel like if anything, um, technology and social media are just going to be even more relevant and involved in our lives. So it's best now if we figure out the best ways to manage um, what how we spend our time on those different social platforms. So yeah, that's all I'm going to leave you guys with. Hope that you enjoyed this episode and if you did be sure to give it a rating and review on apple podcast and be sure to subscribe wherever you guys listen you know whether that be apple Podcasts, spotify iHeartRadio, radio stitcher all that kind of stuff keep on listening to the podcast comes out every sunday if you missed old episodes be sure to check those out as well And, of course, check out my own Instagram uh, for the podcast, which is at daydreamandlisten. Um, You know, try to keep things fresh and cute and authentic on there. Yeah, whatever. But I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you have an incredible rest of your day. And, as always, thanks for listening.